0: Welcome to the Sweetest Little Life Podcast, where we are connecting the mind, body, and soul of business. Today, I have a very special guest for you guys, and I am super excited to dive into all the tips, tricks on how to grow an organic Instagram following and how to just level up your gram game. I am so excited for today's episode. We are just diving into the nitty gritty of the gram, how to grow an organic following, what are some new algorithm changes, and just really putting it into simplistic terms for you so that you can grow your business and take it to the next level. Whatever your niche is, if it's blogging, influencing, um, you're creating videos, whatever your jam is, this is going to help and I cannot wait. For our guest speaker today. Without further ado, let's dive right in. Okay, I am so excited to have Molly on the show today. So, Molly, yes. super love your story, love how creative it is, and I want you to just give a little background about how you got started on the gram.
1: Okay, so I actually... Let's see, I've been on Instagram kind of on and off over the past several years for various reasons. And I've started little accounts here and there, mostly just to show off my kids. But then when I got divorced about two years ago, um, I was approached by a company that was kind of an up and coming social media platform out of Atlanta, and they wanted me to do a web series all about starting over. And it was called Molly Tries, and it was me. Kind of having to look for a job. Um, well, actually having to look for a job, but it was a scripted series. It was a comedy and so funny. And so it was me trying various jobs and me failing, but everybody thought I was adorable. So they ended up loving me in the end, but it was off to try the next thing. But um, as part of my contract with them, I had to have, um, I had to grow my Instagram following because they wanted those people to actually watch the web series. So I had to, and you know, I had just gotten divorced. And so I was like, okay, I really have to figure out how to make this work because I was so stoked about being able to do a web series just in general. Right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, how do I do this? Like I knew nothing. I mean, this was like two years ago, you know, and there's people, you've probably been on Instagram for a lot longer than that. So I was like, how do I do this? I couldn't like pay for followers. They needed to be real and they needed to be engaging with my material So, I would just spend like eight hours a day on Instagram every day, just being like a real practitioner behind the scenes and seeing like what worked and, you know, how I got people to engage. So, that's kind of how I got started. It was all basically because I got divorced,
0: if that makes sense. I love it. And just for the record, what did
1: you do before? Oh my gosh, I was a prosecutor, not a prostitute, a prosecutor. (laughs) Um, and then I was a stay at home mom. And then I had a company called the 30 clean that did clean eating challenges. My life has been like all over the place.
0: <laughs> Mine has too. And I think that's my relate so much to you, but I just think it's funny because when people look you up after this and see who you are, I just don't match it with prosecutor. Mm.
1: Well, you know, it's cause I like a lot of attention. I mean, obviously that's why I'm doing so well on Instagram and I like to get up and talk in front of people. So, you know, when I found out I didn't have a passion for criminal law, it kind of became a problem. But well, I got out early enough and I love all the people there. But yeah, I know it's so weird.
0: I love it. Okay. So I super just love that you started through the series that you did, that you came out with a business from it helping yes. other women. And I think that is so powerful. And so I want to talk a little bit about tips and tricks that our audience can really connect to on all these algorithm changes. And now they have this new thing called shadow banning, which people that do buy into, you know, oh, let me boost your engagement. Let me get you more followers where Instagram doesn't even tell you that you're banned. And all of a sudden your engagement rate completely drops and you have no idea why. Right. And they have this shadow banning thing out where Now you are blocked and you don't even know you're blocked from searching and people. And I have found the best way to get around that is using authentic hashtags and how important that is and to not overuse the same set of hashtags over and over and over again. And if you are shadow banned, I just found out that you just take a week long break and then you get not shadow banned. And it can be from something as simple as commenting so much. So you're hustling too hard and you get blocked. And so I just feel like the algorithm and Instagram rules in general have just changed so much in the past year. And so I really want to dive into kind of just your expertise on it with Sit Pretty and, you know, the ideal post structure and doesn't matter what time you post and just the ins and outs of everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny you bring up shadow banning because when we had talked about it before you mentioned it, I was like, I've never, that's never happened to me before. And you know, like I've gotten blocked on Instagram a ton of times. I'll be like, Hey guys, I'm, I'm blocked, you know, for whatever reason, but that's because I'm just hustling and being aggressive and engaging with people and finding new people to, you know, to make my virtual friends, but Instagram just always blocked me. So like, I don't know why, like this whole shadow banning thing, like they're, here's the thing about Instagram. Like you said, it's always changing. It also is very glitchy. Like people think it's like this perfect platform and people will be like, Oh my gosh, what happened? Why can't I see this? Why can't I do this? And I'm like, y'all Instagram is glitchy. Like you just got to wait it out.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. And it's always, I mean, I feel like there's always something that like, even when people are doing, you know, their giveaways or things like that, like half the time people get blocked because it immediately thinks it's a bot or because it's all I, run by computers.
1: I was totally thinking about that the other day because really the only way to grow followers in that kind of capacity without just, like, straight up following is the giveaways, which I think are lovely and they work and people, like, really enjoy them. But I was thinking, you know, I saw one the other day and I had, like, over 100 people you had to follow. And I'm like, these people are going to get blocked. so. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure if that's going to kind of become another past thing that people can't really do as much anymore. But you, you obviously know more about that than I do because I think not it's really definitely going to
0: come soon because I mean, with the, even following, you know, certain people and I love doing them just because I like to give that to my audience to yes. be able, especially during times like this to have the extra cash. Oh, and people
1: love it. Yeah.
0: But I'm, I'm curious if that is definitely going to be in the future.
1: And the other thing with using the same hashtags, so, okay. So we'll get to, I'll just kind of tell you all my strategy. But the one thing I want to say about hashtags is I really believe, I believe two things. I believe Instagram is not only becoming the next Pinterest and a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't know about about saving posts and being able to create um, content that is saveable is really important to get picked up by the algorithm and I'll explain why. But um, it's becoming the next Pinterest, which is great. But it's also becoming the next Google search. So for my small businesses, when they use hashtags, I really tell them, I'm like, think like a layperson. Like, what would you Google search to find your business? Because nowadays when people are searching for stuff, for example, you know, I'm on the dating scene. And so back when we weren't having to shelter in place, um, <laughs> if I had to go look for a restaurant, like in there's a little beach community here called Del Mar. I would type in like Del Mar restaurant right into the search function. And what's so great about it is that it's this instant visual of like, if I want to go somewhere trendy or if I want to go somewhere, you know, charming or what have you um, it's this instant visual of all the restaurants in Del Mar. And then I can click on it. And then I see all the food and it's just so much quicker than going to Google, having to type it in and then having to click through all these links to be able to get where I'm going. So it's like, Google, so I feel like hashtags are becoming the next Google search and that, so therefore it is really important that you're using instead of these kitschy, like FitFam and like, you know, like all the kitschy hashtags that people have, like really using relevant, searchable layperson type words in your hashtags. I love that. Now, what do you think of the apps like Hashtag Fox
0: and apps like that, that create the trending hashtags for you that are creative do you use
1: any of those you know I have but I just feel like the stuff that they're giving you is like you know if you type in like inspire like if you're looking for hashtags that have to do with like inspirational quotes or something right and it right it will it'll tell you okay well hashtag you know self-love or like I'm trying to think of or like hashtag self or something I feel like it gives me hashtags That like nobody's really using or looking at. Yeah, that has something to do with like inspirational quotes. I just feel like it's generating hashtags that aren't maybe. I mean, it's a it's an app, so maybe they are relevant, but it's just not things that I'm. I always tell my businesses, I'm just like think like a layperson. We'll even Mm -hmm. get to that when we talk about like you know optimizing posts using um, scheduling features or scheduling apps we have even found that if you just think like a lay person, like when are moms looking at their phone, they're not looking at their phone at 9am on a Monday morning, you know, right. So, and we found that when we just think like a regular person, that, you know, our, our posts are getting seen, and we're getting that reach versus what you know, our scheduling app is actually showing us. So I'm assuming it's the same way with hashtags. And you know, this game, like, we could sit here and, and talk about, you know, hashtags all day long, there's, it's not like Instagram's putting out like some sort of, you know, PDF saying, okay, this is exactly what you do with hashtags. We're all trying to figure it out together. So my, my best advice is just use like those layperson hashtags.
0: I love that. And a funny story, I have to tell mm-hmm. you this. So I put a picture, I used to use an app because I was like, I, I could not come up with anything on my own. I was like, okay, like hashtag United in motherhood, you know? And so I got so sick of trying to figure it out. So another influencer had told me, oh, you got to try this app out. It's so easy. They use all the hashtags. And I just want to warn people to not use them because I put a picture of Audrey up, and she had gotten into pudding, and she, like, covered Uh the whole body in pudding. (laughs) And it was hilarious. And so I had typed pudding because you type in, like, four words, and then they come up with the hashtags. So I typed, like, littles, mom life, pudding. Okay, well, some SM thing popped <gasps> up for the hashtag. Oh, my God. And I didn't know it. I just auto-copied and posted it and I started getting all <laughs> this hate mail. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I realized and I'm like, holy shit, I cannot believe that I just I am oh, never ever using this again. So I always warn people, I'm like, like read what you are posting. Don't just have someone automatically do it for you.
1: Yes, for sure. And another thing, just on that same note, don't use hashtags just to get people to see your post when it's not relevant to the hashtag because it's going to have the opposite effect yes like oh you're spamming me okay awesome yes 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 oh that's too funny well that is a lesson learned (laughs) i'm glad you learned it and now we all get to take it Yeah, have the (laughs) takeaway yeah yeah so hashtags i think okay so just since we're talking about hashtags i mean it's a great place to start right so um i'm trying to remember so hashtag so i think instagram now I want to say, because it was 30 hashtags and then somebody corrected me and said, you can have up to maybe 50 hashtags. I don't know. I just always tell my, um, my, my businesses or my mompreneurs, I'm like, I would pick like 12 to 15 business-related hashtags. So you're getting people to your page for what your product or services or what you're talking about or mommy blogging type stuff. And then do two to three post-relevant hashtags. So you're adding all of those together because if you do, so I really like to do a deep dive into data and analytics with my businesses.
0: So,
1: yeah. And so if you're using a, so we've had this happen before we had this one post that we did for a company. Um, and the post went like the engagement was like through the roof. Like we had a hundred extra likes that just like came out of nowhere. And so we looked at the data and it said that we had gotten, you know, a lot of impressions from hashtags. And so if we had had like you know, 50 hashtags, we would have never known which one actually made it pop. Right. So because we're, we're able to kind of play, we we only use, you know, a small amount. So we're able to play with them and then see which ones are really working for the businesses. And we kind of just, you know, tweak the strategy and kind of go all in on what hashtags are working. I love that. Yes. And then the other ways in which we like to use hashtags is to find people to engage with. So, you know, if you're um, a fitness company in San Diego and you're trying to find people who are on their weight loss journey and maybe struggling, you know, it's like you can go into the hashtag function just like a Google search function and type in something like, and this is just an example off the top of my head. It's probably a terrible thing to search, but like San Diego weight loss. And then if you go over to the recent posts instead of the top posts, because all the top posts are going to have a ton of engagement, you know, no one's going to see your comment. But if you go to the recent posts, you're seeing the posts that are like, you know, three, somebody posted three minutes ago, 54 seconds ago, you know, 24 hours ago. And you'll see that these people don't have a lot of like comments or likes. And so if you go on there and somebody's talking about their weight loss journey, and you're a fitness company in their area, you can just go on and be like, Hey, you know, keep up the good work. It looks like you're absolutely crushing it or something totally not salesy. And that person's going to engage back with you. And they might even come over to your page and then be like, Oh, wow, you have a value driven page that's cohesive you know, branded and looks professional and is, and you're engaging with people, I'm totally sticking around to follow, to see what you have to say. So it's a great way to like really target very specific clients who are in need of your service. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen. That's a good one. Yeah. So that's kind of my thoughts on hashtags. Is there anything we didn't cover?
0: I think we covered that. Okay.
1: So, okay. So getting picked up by the algorithm, like that's a tricky one. I love what you do because you really are so committed to posting. You post every single day, just about, I think. (laughs) And for me, if you go to my page, you'll see that I don't. And, um, my thing is more about stories. Like I love, I like, in my mind, I have my own TV show.
0: Your stories are (laughs) hilarious.
1: Like, and I'm like very weird about my stories. Like you'll never just see like a random story go up on my stories. It's a full story. It's got a beginning. It's got like a climax, a, a you know, a t- plot twist and then it's got an. And the climaxes are the best. They're the best. And then you're like, see me laying on the down, rolling down a hill on the golf course. And you're like, why is she doing that? Um, you know, and then I try to like wrap it all up um, at the end. And so,
0: but I I just get so attached to your dating life. And then I'm sad when they go away. It's like a reality TV show that's like gone bad. I just feel so so connected with stories. Like,
1: what am I doing wrong? Like, I cannot keep any of these men in my life. Like, I don't understand. I'm just doing my best here. But um, Instagram has definitely killed a lot of relationships because, you know, I like to secretly post stuff and not tell guys and then they find out about it and then they break up with me. But
0: well, Fifty Shades of Grey was my favorite.
1: Mr. Handsome. I know. Right. Oh man, he was just huh. everything, but he lives in Oklahoma. So it wasn't meant to be, and that's okay. But um, yeah, it's, I, so one of the, so one way in which I got a lot of followers and, you know, this just goes to things going viral and the viral nature of, you know, stories in general um, or posts is the very first date that I had after my divorce, um, I secretly recorded it. And I didn't tell the guy, but not like illegally, like I never got his face. I never got his name. I was just getting him like, you know, like touching my leg or like (laughs) I'd go to the bathroom and do like updates for everybody. And people were like, oh my gosh, it's Sunday night. We're not even watching the Kardashians. Like we're waiting for your next story. We've got our popcorn ready. And um, so that kind of went like a little bit viral. And I got a lot of um, engagement and new followers from that. So, you know, trying to create interesting content is super important, but back to the original reason why I'm even talking about this is because, okay. So Instagram, much like Facebook, cause you know, they're owned by Facebook. Um, they're going to reward people who are keeping people on the platform and who are creating content and posting daily. So I tell my small businesses, I'm like, if you want to be seen in front of just even the people who are following you, like these, the people who follow you have told Instagram, I want to see this content. And you still can't even get to like hardly, you know, 1% of your followers with, with your content. So I'm like, you got to post every day as a goal. Um, so we create, you know, content calendars for people too. So it's like, you have 30 days of like very strategic content. That's for your business, like with your images and talking points and hashtags and all the specifics so that you can just hammer them out because we all know how exhausted, like social media is weirdly exhausting to like post to. It, it really is. It can be so draining if you're not like batch scheduling it. Oh, totally. Yeah. We use, um, yeah. And we use a scheduling app for all of our, for all of our clients. What, what so do you guys use? Sweet. And we've got the upgraded version just because we have so many clients. Okay. Um, but I usually recommend like, and I haven't, Used these because I've just like Hootsuite's what we use, but um I heard Planoly is good later.com. What do you use? I use plan and I okay, love it.
0: Yeah. And the only reason I do it is because I used my presets for mm-hmm. everything and it just helps me like with the, I like things that flow. And so it helps me with
1: like the aesthetics of everything. Absolutely. I love a good like spreadsheet with all the images and stuff in it. <laughs> like, it makes me so happy. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so, um, so okay, so it's, like, I, to give people this analogy, it's, like, if you ever, I'm totally off of Facebook now. I mean, I'm not totally off, but I, I just, I love Instagram so much more, and I barely go on Facebook. But if you ever notice, like, the crazy aunt that, like, does all the political rants is, like, are the only posts that you ever see, right? And you're, like, why yes. is that? <laughs> like, why can't I see my friend Courtney's, like, you know, pudding picture? Like, why am I having to see this? And it's because Facebook is rewarding people who are constantly posting because they're, they're keeping people on the platform. So if you think about it this way, if you're creating content daily and you're creating content that people are engaging with, so those saved posts, so the saved posts, if you don't know is you just click the little flag underneath the post and you can save them. And then if you go to like your account information, You can go to your saved posts and you can actually like organize them into collections. So a lot like Pinterest. So you can have like your clean eating recipes, you can have your quotes, um, your fashion inspiration, what have you. So if you're creating content that people are saving and I even tell some of my businesses, like write in your posts, like tell people, have that be the call to action, like save this post for inspiration later or something like along those lines, then not only are you creating content that's valuable for your followers, But you're showing Instagram that you're keeping people on the platform now and they're going to be coming back to the platform later. And Instagram makes their money by selling ads. So the more that they are, the longer that they can show that their users of this platform are staying on the platform, the more they can sell their ads for. So that's why it's so important. Like creating the saved content is really valuable and getting picked up by the algorithm.
0: I love how you just put that on the Instagram side too, because I do think that's, you know, with all the promotions and stuff too, Yeah. like, and that's the same thing with like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to go to a business account, but Instagram is going to reward you if you go to a creator or business account, because they want you to promote, they want you to use the app the way it was meant to be used. And they're going to reward that behavior, just like you were saying, which I think is so huge. Because if you're just having a personal account, You're not going to get, I know a lot of people say you get faster followers or something that way, but I mean, if you're thinking long-term and climbing a mountain versus running a sprint, everything you said is like, so just imperative to creating like long lasting relationships. Totally. And
1: if you think about it too, like, you know, not only are you, okay. So let's say you have, you know, 500 followers. Well, not only are you competing with, so you're trying to get in front of those people, right? Plus, you're trying to use hashtags to get into the search function, the explorer function. Um, but even with just your followers, you're not only competing against all the other people that they're following, right, to get in their feed. And think about how much, how many things a person actually sees in their feed every time they get on their phone. It's not that much compared to how many people they're probably following. But yeah, on top of exactly. that, you're also competing with all the ads. So like, it's, it's a real thing. Like trying to get picked up by this algorithm is, is a very difficult thing, but as long as you're consistent and you're creating value driven content, that's creative or well-branded or what have you, or you're just not even thinking about it, but you're just posting as much, you know, daily that you can. That's, that's good content. You know, you're going to win at that game.
0: Yes. Oh, you know what I was just reading this morning too which I think I've always been like kind of like a novel writer on Instagram because I kind of use it as like a journal oh, yeah. as well um, just for like life in general. And I think that's what draws people into a lot of users is that they don't want to see like, look at my shiny red shoes. They're on sale today, which is great if that's your thing and that's working for you. But I feel like when I'm telling a story, like you were just talking about people become invested in yes. your story and they want to see what the ending is so when you're con- like consistently relating that story i feel like you just people are so drawn and addicted that they're not they're going to be constantly searching to see you know what happened or what's going on and what's the next thing and what's the climax versus just oh i'm going to check out those shoes that are on right. sale and this article that i was reading this morning was talking about you know, the power of actually, instead of pushing out, you're so excited to, you know, you have your content calendar and you're pumped to get all these pictures out instead of posting 10 pictures a day, posting, you know, one or whatever, one, every other day or two a day, whatever works for you, but paying attention, like you were saying to the analytics behind it and actually taking time to like really curate that one post versus just pumping out material, actually creating quality. Yes, content. absolutely.
1: And I mean, there's definitely something to be said for, um, you know, there's just, there's lots of different types of accounts. Like, you know, mine's definitely storytelling. And I always say, do as I say, not as I do, because I don't post, I don't post on my page <laughs> daily, but I post my stories every single day. But, um, you know, then there's like the like to know it stuff. Like there are the fashion, you know, fashion pages and those, you know, for anyone out there who is looking to be an influencer, um, in that way, like a fashion influencer, that would never be me, but I'm like the opposite. I wear slippers as you probably know everywhere, but, um, you know, like to know it is a good way to really increase, you know, the following as well. I don't know. I mean, you probably know more about like to know it than I do, but just so touching on, you know, this influencer thing, you know, I, I can't remember at what point I got to, um, like how many followers or what my engagement was when I started getting pitched by, um, companies to promote their products. But if you stay consistent with this stuff, like, let's say you are a, um, like you're, you don't even have a business. Like, let's say you haven't even come up with an idea for a business. Cause isn't that kind of the hardest part sometimes, right? Like knowing what we want to do. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Creating a community and a following in and of itself can be your business. If you really know how to keep people engaged. And I tell my moms, I'm like you, just like you do Courtney, like, Tell the good, the bad and the ugly, like we want to know, like we want to relate. What did I, I posted something the other day. Oh, I posted about how financially irresponsible I am and like how after divorce, like I had to turn in my car lease and I have no idea how to do that. Like, I don't know how to buy a car. I've never, like, that's what husbands are for. Right. And I cannot tell right. you how many messages I got about that. I thought everybody was just going to be like, all right, it's, you know, it's not difficult. You figure it out. But people were like, oh my God, I have no idea how to buy a car on my own. I'm so scared to do it. So um, anyway. that is a yeah, legit concern. like I get like hammered by these car salesmen, but um, but so you know, and then on the influencer side, so just growing that following, I also tell my small businesses because I've got like a fine jewelry company and I've got a couple um like accessory type companies, um, I've got a, just kind of all over the place, but. I tell them that they should be looking for these influencers that have small followings. So, you know, not the hundred thousand, you know, almost, you know, 500,000, which that's great. You're going to pay a lot of money for it. and You're going to get probably a good amount of brand awareness. But if you're looking for people to pull the trigger, you need to find, you know, somebody with like a thousand people, but they've got insane engagement and they're very localized. Yeah. So, and, um, What was I telling? Oh, I was telling someone the other day. I'm like, think about who the first real influencer was. It's the mom in the neighborhood that everybody goes to. Where should I put my kid for basketball? You know, what did you buy? What kind of backpack are you buying this year for your kid? Like there's always that one mom in the suburbs that everybody goes to. That's the original influencer. And now that mom can actually monetize that influence and take it to the gram, you know? And I think that now,
0: too, so many companies, because I hear a lot of people are like, oh, I could never be an influencer. I only have, you know, 2,000 followers. I've been stuck or plateaued. And it's like, if you want to grow, I mean the tools are there to grow, but also don't sell yourself short that you're only at 2000 followers because so many companies are looking exactly for micro influencers. So they have, if they need sales versus brand awareness, or just like you were saying, I mean, I think there's enough for everyone to go around, especially now with, I mean, I feel like ads on the internet and things are slowly starting to go away and you see them popped up with influencers promoting things because I mean, that's exactly where advertising oh, uh, is just this leading. Is so
1: not a saturated market yet with these. And like, this is how all the big stores are going. Like Nordstrom. I mean, all of them. Like most have done away with, like almost completely done away with traditional forms of advertising, and everybody's going in on this influencer stuff because it just feels more approachable. It feels more like grassroots and and real. Yeah, and if you're really Absolutely. localized or you're super niche, even better because then you, you know you can go to these people like. You know, even just starting out with like trade or starting to promote a product without being asked. And then, you know, look like adding a bitly link to your profile or doing things where you can get the data and track how many people are clicking through when you post about something. And then going to them and saying, hey, look, you know, my following really likes you and I'd love to promote you. And then it's kind of starting to build that way and then getting those, you know, referrals and rec- and, um, testimonials to then go to your next business. And that's kind of how I've built mine. Um, and, but, but, I'm lucky because I'm very like North County, San Diego, affluent mom target market. And that's the market that everybody wants. <laughs> so, I right. I have a killer market So and location and yeah. location.
0: <laughs> I th- but I mean location doesn't matter. Let's keep it real. I live in Cool, California. Population oh. 200. I love so that you let's
1: live in cool California.
0: <laughs> Do not I think be discouraged
1: by of the name of the town like you probably got you've got people just being like, "Yes, please. We will please pitch my product. You live in the best place ever." And then they come in and <laughs> yeah. like it's the mountains. <laughs> <That's funny.
0: laughs> um okay, and then something I really want to touch on that I just think is so important is for I know a lot of people starting out, they're like, you know, you were saying in the beginning for oh, the yeah. times to post, what I know if you use for me, I use plan. And so on there I can go to my analytics and it will tell me um your more most active followers are Wednesdays at 9 p.m. or your best engagement is Wednesday at 10 a.m. or whatever that is. Now on the flip side, if you're not using a content planner yet, what would be your best strategy for getting people to post at certain times versus, I mean, when we go back to normal life right. and we're not yeah, on this quarantine quarantine has kind
1: of messed everything up because the first thing I would say is, okay, think like a lay person, think like your target market. So like, let's say your target is like corporate women, like working moms. Right. Um, and then I would say, and just as a general rule of thumb, and you've probably found this too, you know, Wednesdays and Thursdays are generally, um, the highest engagement because, Everybody's kind of just waiting for the weekend and then, I'll, you know, you get to the weekend and everybody is busy doing other stuff. But um, so I would say like for working moms in corporate world, three o'clock on a Thursday is like when everybody's going to be looking at their phone because it's almost Friday. Nobody wants to work anymore, you know, and then you don't want to wait too long because they're getting into dinner. Um, you know, with their families when they get home. And it's so here's what I would say, because I don't have like the right answer for this. And I can tell you, we have dumped things into Hootsuite. And, and we have actually, like I've said, we've compared on our own, trying different times and actually just doing it on our own, we've gotten better times. So I'm not even 100% sure that these scheduling apps are really optimizing the posts. Um, But what I would do is I would I would just stick to something. I would think like a layperson, like, okay, it's, uh, you know, lunchtime at, in my target market is, you know, guys who work at gas stations. Well, it's lunchtime and they're on their lunch break. So maybe they're looking at, you know, Instagram at this time, stick to something, do it for like two weeks, like pick your times every single day, do it consistently the same for two weeks and then go back and look at the data. Oh, okay. So this time, um, you know, worked better or I had my highest engagement on this time then rework your strategy. Like just let the data drive the strategy.
0: Yes. Okay. And then last thing I want to totally pick your brain about, because I know that you and me are so much alike in this. And it's kind of like just being a mosh podge of doing 5 million things and how to target that down yes. to create brand, which is what people know, like Molly for this, Courtney for this. And so I so find this fascinating because when people first start out, they're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, I mean, and I can still relate to this because when I first started, I was on Etsy and then I just recently uh-huh. quit Etsy. <laughs> I feel like your niche, especially in this influence, you know, generation, it is always changing and it is always evolving and you kind of just have to be at the willingness right. to constantly pivot. I mean, this, where we are right now, is a perfect example. Everyone's had to pivot yes. in an extraordinary way. And so what would you say to the women who are just starting out and they don't necessarily have a niche yet? How would they categorize?
1: To okay, so this is what I would say. This is how I would say to start. I, and I tell, okay, so I have a lot of, this is so great. I just it's exciting, so right? That you asked me this question <laughs> because I have so many like mompreneurs, especially who, or just moms who are just afraid to post. They think, you know, nobody's going to like my post. Nobody's going to comment on my post and people are going to judge and me. people are going to judge them. Get I get that all the time. And, you know, what have you. So, um, I, so, okay, let me, hold on. Let me get my like words and thoughts clear. So I had a, so I had a, a an Instagram page <laughs> Oh my God. This is so me called tipple and tone. It's still, it's still around if you want to go check it out, but yes. And of course I'm gonna have look at this up. trying to get in shape because that's like the story of my life, right? Like I love my buttery Chardonnay, but like it's yeah. my demise. So I, and this is like right when filters started kind of coming out. So this was before Molly tries and I just like loved that I could play around with the pictures and I would post, and I would just post whatever I was feeling like posting. And I loved my content so much that I didn't care what other people thought. Like, honestly, if I got like zero likes, I just loved looking at my Instagram page because I thought it was so beautiful and it was so pink and it was so me. So what I would say is start posting about things that you love and that you love so much that you genuinely just want to go back and look at your own content. And as you start to even just post and post about your life and just kind of like document your life, then I would go back and I would look for consistencies like, oh, wow, I really tend to post about cooking a lot. And, or, you know, I really tend to post about, you know, oh, I'm kind of getting into homeschooling. I don't, you know, that might be more you than me, Courtney, but, um, Oh, yeah, I don't I know mean, not drowning, at this point. But <laughs> I, so I would go, I would just start kind of posting about your life, and then go back and start to really take note of the things that you love posting about, and then kind of go all in from there. And then the other thing I would say too, just about branding, is I, you know a lot of times my small businesses come to me and I'm like, oh, what are your what are your color codes so I can plug them in, and they're like, oh, we don't even have color codes. Like we made our logo ourselves and this and that. I'm like, okay, well your logo is white and black, so we need something to like anchor this calendar to. Yeah. We need, we need 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 a little mood board, anything. So I go back and I look at their page and I start to look for consistent colors that pop out that they're just using unconsciously. So then I take, take those colors and I create like a, like a mood board, like you said. So I would just start posting. I would go back, I would look for branding and I would go back and look at the things that you just genuinely love to post. Yes.
0: I think that is so, so, so important. And I think, I I mean, I get so many DMs all the time and they're like, I really want to do something, but I don't know what that something is. And I think it's just finding that consistency and knowing that like there are no rules and it's okay to change that something. Like you obviously aren't doing the show Molly Tries anymore and you blew up from that. And I mean, there's like, you never know what is going to be your thing and what that's going to evolve into. And I think that's one of the coolest things about Instagram is that you, it's like a snowball. Like you are constantly making it bigger and bigger and bigger, and you don't know what's going to come as long as you're open to the opportunities of what your niche could unfold
1: to kind of no holds bar these days. Like people, people like seeing other people pivot. And, but I will also say that you do, you definitely want to, Try to make yourself stand out in a certain way. So I've, I've had a lot of um, color street clients, you know, the nail, the nail, um, brand color street.
0: Yeah. I really I just love learned it. about I love that color recently, street, but, um,
1: I had one and this girl was like, well, I just don't know how to stand out around, among the rest. And I was like, okay, well, what do you love? And she's like, I love coffee. I'm like, okay. So every Friday. You're going to have coffee talk and you're going to have a cool coffee mug. Cause I actually collect coffee mugs. I love them with like crazy sayings on them. And I'm like, you're going to hold the coffee mug with your nail straight, And that's going to be your thing. You're going to become the lady who has coffee talk with the nail, with the color street nails. And that's going to be your picture. So really it's just finding, you know, make sure you stand out in a certain way. Like for me, the reason I stand out is because I'm super awkward. And I, I talk about how awkward I am with dating. So if I was just like this girl who was just like going on all these dates and sharing, you know, like, you know, not that kind of interesting stuff. I think I wouldn't have as much of a following, but like I'm sharing all the awkwardness and that's my brand. Like it even says on my profile, like follow my awkward journey.
0: Yes. And I think the bio is so important too in getting people because that's their, the first thing people see is that bio. Gosh, I'm so glad you just said that. Is that bio and so for you it's you know starting over follow my awkward journey and I love that because then you want to know like what is she starting over from what happened or there's so many like a bird's papaya who I love her account and she has the same thing like change after or um, my journal after mass change yeah. like it draws you in. And that's like your pitch to your audience to be able to be like, Hey, this is what this account is about. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a niche. It could exactly. be something well, really that's just your when story I 38
1: and starting over at the top that I would get a lot more guys sliding into my DM, like, hello, I'm single. That's the point, but not, not so much. <laughs> oh, and by the way, it didn't get, it didn't work, but didn't go that way. It's, it's a good profile in that people are following my awkward journey. But it was funny because just this little side note, um, Mr. Handsome, When I was dating um, Mr. Fifty Shades of Grey, as you call him, um, uh huh. Only because oh, post- no, you like went on a flight and it was like,
0: did you straight see it? from the scene like, of insane. the movie, the house? Oh, I'm I like, saw the house. Yeah, the was like, pretty insane. Is so crazy. Well, what's so? I'm funny moving is to I Oklahoma.
1: Post, I call it my unintentional vision board. That like listed out. I was like talking about how I was gonna get into shape, and so if I was looking for Mr. Perfect, and then I like listed out all of the qualities, like insane qualities, like financial windfall, like went to Harvard, um, c- like d- was a camp counselor during the summers, but would never ask me to camp, like just funny, like things like that. And this guy like literally met like almost all of the criteria. <laughs> he didn't go to Harvard, but well, no, you're no, joking. No. I mean, was he just, was like, a camp counselor, things, but um. I was like, oh my God, oh. you are because I called him Mr. Perfect <laughs> in the thing. So also be careful what you post, because it might come true. But um, I did, I told him, I said, listen, I was like, no matter what, I win. I was like, if we stay together, everybody's going to love this like story, because you're such an awesome person. I was like, but if you break up with me, it's great. My followers are going to love it. Like, <laughs> like, I can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A so situation I'm, like, I'm right situation right now. Just because when I'm not winning, I'm still winning. So I've like created the perfect Instagram. Yeah. So Yeah, it's a perfect yeah, storm. I, I love profile it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. You know, oh I do um I do these 1-hour strategy sessions and deep dives. So it's me giving you know all of this advice tips tricks going even further in with like very specific resources and tools that i use cuz again i'm really data driven so i have a lot of tools that i use where you can look at your analytics but um then really helping people with right. their specific strategy and honestly i think the number one thing that i do for people is they like look at me as like a coach and i would never consider myself like a, you know, a coach of any sort, but I, I get, I stay on them. I'm like, where's your post today? Like I, you're putting yourself out there today. Like today's going to be the day. Exactly. An yeah, accountability
0: so that's, partner. That's what I do. And where can people find you? Because I know that everyone's going to have a ton of questions oh, and yay. want well, to follow I your journey love, now.
1: Um, some, you know, for your followers to come on over and follow me and um, hopefully I can create some funny content for them. But the easiest way is to just go to Molly tries and message me because I'm on Instagram like I told you 8 hours a day and I respond to all of my messages. Um but also you can just go to sitprettysocial.com and drop drop me a email there.
0: I hope you guys love today's episode. Molly is simply amazing and such a delight to be friends with. I am so excited she took the time to be on the show today. If you guys missed anything or want to share with a friend, we greatly appreciate your support. You can check out all the show notes on www.thesweetestlittlelife.com and I'll also post where you can find Molly to follow her journey. Until next time.